Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a glorious show once again on this beautiful Saturday night. It's getting a little cooler outside, out here in uh, the left coast on California. Um, we had some fights this weekend. There were some boxing events I didn't catch. I watched the UFC. I don't think there was a Bellator. There might have been, but you know. I never know about them or hear about them. So uh, it could have happened and I missed it. The uh, UFC was this weekend. There was a UFC, a fight night. Uh, it was a bit ho-hum. There weren't very many names on the card that I really wanted to see. Uh, Tagir was somebody I wanted to see. And uh, Magni I wanted to see. Magni gets no love from the UFC. We'll get into that. But there was also Bare Knuckles. The bare knuckles. I like watching the bare knuckles. And the bare knuckles is usually a pretty great card. It's usually a lot of fun. But I, both the cards, UFC and bare knuckles, were a bit lacking for me this weekend. I'm sorry. I'm honest. And maybe this is why uh, people don't find me as popular as the other, um, other people talking about fights. But I'll tell you how it is. Some fights I just don't get up for. They're just not that exciting. And I'm not... I'm not that excited about a lot of the fun size fights. I'm not excited about a lot of fun size fights. You know, if there's a lot of fights that are 145 and less, like I'm just, I'm not that interested. I'm not as interested. There's a lot of good fighters, talented guys, but as a fan, as a consumer, from that perspective, it's just not, it's not as fun to watch. It's not as fun to watch to me as the bigger guys. Sorry. You know, well, 55 on up. You know, the heavier, usually the better and more exciting and fun of the fight is. Sorry to say it, it hurts your feelings, but it's just the way I feel about it. Uh, I was watching the fights with my chick. She felt the same way. She's not as interested in fights. She's like, if the guy weighs as much as me or less, I don't really care to watch. You know, she's she's like 118 to 124. So, you know, my dog is 125 pounds. My dog is 125 pounds. I think my dog would beat most of the guys on the UFC roster at 125. Sorry. <laughs> just just, just giving you my perspective from, uh, from a consumer standpoint. And um, since it's not, you know, MMA isn't really, really a sport. Bare Knuckles is pushing that line, too. You know, there's not a real ranking system. The titles are owned by the promotions. You know, it loses some of the sport flair, so it goes straight entertainment. And if you're going straight entertainment, I got to be honest, as a consumer who wants to be entertained, I'm not as interested. I think if there were, you know, free market and actual rankings that meant something, regardless of what promotion you were with, then then I would probably be more interested because then I would know, oh, this guy's the, the number 11th guy in the world. Oh, wow. He's fighting the number seven guy in the world from a different promotion. That's more interesting to me. If you're going the straight uh, pro wrestling route, then I'm going to just be entertained and little fun-sized fights don't do it for me. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Um, 
Vanguard here. He's laughing at the fun size. Fun size. They are. They're fun size fights. There's good ones. There's some good ones. We'll get into it. But like on average, yeah. This is uh, Hamza saying John Coke Jones coming back for Stipe Myocic. Trying to avoid him. Um, yeah, there's shenanigans. Yes, they have not tested him for a while. They said he's got to do six months of, of testing before he comes back. So we'll see if they stick to that. Who cares, though, anyways, because they, they cover up failed tests all the time anyways. How many times have they been caught? <laughs> Nobody's been punished. Nothing's happened. Like, they've been caught looking the other way. How many times over the last 10 years? I think I can think of probably like six off the top of my head. Nothing happened. Nobody got anything done bad to them. Nobody got slapped on the wrist. It's all pro wrestling, man. All pro wrestling. Um, let's get into what we're going to do. Let's do the UFC fights or we're going to do the bare knuckles first. Uh, let's do the bare knuckles, I guess, first. We'll do the bare knuckles. Um, I didn't catch the prelims. Uh, I started the fights watching. You know, maybe I did watch the prelims. No. Yeah, I guess I saw Alan, the Alan fighting mare. Um, that was, uh, that was okay. I like that fight. Um, but no, there was really only a couple, three fights on the bare knuckles fights that I, I really enjoyed. Um, the Miller and Reese, that was one of the early fights on, on the card. Uh, and they were, they were bigger boys, you know, um, what was it? 205, 205 pounders. They look like soft 85 pounders, but you know, big boys came in and, uh, Miller finished Reese with a nice hard jab. And we've talked about it over and over and over again on the show. Bare knuckle punches hit different. They just hit different. They, the knockouts are different. And, you know, they're not clean. And the guy's going unconscious like in boxing and MMA necessarily. But Reese got hit with a hard jab as he came forward. And he just sat down, laid down. It was like, I'm done, man. He got hit hard. And seriously, we talked about it before. Like those two knuckles. In your eye socket, it's feeling you're gonna. It's like getting hit with a hammer. You're getting hit with a hammer in the face. A lot of people are gonna get feel that and be like, "Nope, I'm done. Never mind. I'm out." And uh, I think that was both of their guys' debuts, so I get it. Uh, one of the most interesting fights of the night was the um, who was it? Uh, Reber and Grady. Grady is fun because Grady is loose cannon. Grady is a loose cannon, and uh, Grady. Threw some headbutts in that fight. He's a 135-pounder. And, you know, he he was all the way out. I think it was giving Reber a lot of problems because Reber is more of a clean boxer and he wanted to box. And Grady was either too far out of range for him to do his clean boxing or he would rush in and get close into the clinch and push him into the ropes and then and throw stuff wild. Those wild punches on the inside didn't do a lot of damage, but he was active. He was... He was winning the rounds by a little bit just because he was he was making a rubber ineffective. But then he started throwing these headbutts and he kept throwing that head up in in the mix and they DQ'd him. 
they DQ'd him and he <laughs> Reber flipped him off at the end of the fight and they got into another little post fight fight. So rematch. Rematch. <laughs> you gotta do the rematch. You know, uh they were acting all mad. They were acting all mad. The owner, the 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 CEO, whatever, the president of the company was acting all mad. He got into the mix, re restraining um Grady tackled him and throwing him to the side, but you know he's in the back of his mind. He knows it's a circus. He's he's got to be thinking cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That was the most exciting thing that happened the whole night on the card. So if they're smart, which I don't know, we'll see. They'll probably use that to promote a fight between those guys and let them headline. Just saying, just saying. When you're running the circus, man. You just you just gotta floor it. You gotta go with the circus. That's what it, it is. What it is. Don't try to pretend it's like a respectable sport. Mm -hmm. Fix my tie. Nope. The circus. The circus rules. But that was that was interesting. Um, you had a number of other fights that were okay. Uh, the 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 Borga click fight was pretty quick. Pretty quick. Not click. Borga click fight was pretty quick. Didn't last that long. Click looked out of shape. She looked soft. She, you know, like you can't be coming into these fights with your belly hanging over your shorts. I'm sorry. She had like armpit fat squirting out over her 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 sports bra. And you know, some of these guys, not just because they're ladies that I'm saying that, like the, the some of the guys are in weight classes that are too high too. But um that was a quick fight. And then uh, the Warren and Jackson fight. Warren and Jackson was a good fight. These are two guys who, who put on good fights, good shows. I'm going to show these two guys here. I'm going to put this up on a screen. I do appreciate Bare Knuckles' website. They do a good job. I think they do a much better job than Bellator and their website. Uh, it's much easier to find stuff about the fights and the fighters and you have these nice these nice graphics here with everybody on the card that you can click see the win and losses i like this makes it easy i don't understand why a lot of other uh, organizations don't do a better job with their online with their online presentation like this is good they're doing a good job with this i like it but warren man i think he looks a little bit like uh what's his name Oh, oh, I forgot his name already. He's an actor, that actor guy. I've said it before. What's his name? What's his name? From the from the notebook. From uh um he was in the second uh, uh I can't remember any of the names of the movies. My brain's not working. But anyways, it was a good fight. I I like uh Warren. I've seen him fight twice. He's fun to watch. Jackson, I've seen a couple times. Fun to watch. Warren uh, Jackson kind of just jumps in, throws big haymakers. Warren Warren wades his way in, does a little bit better job uh, throwing combos. Uh, he's fun to watch. It's a 185-pound fight. Well, man, they both weigh in at 185. This has got this has got Jackson listed at 171, but I don't think they would have done that. Well, who knows? And that was a good fight, though, and I enjoy the bare knuckles. I enjoy the bare knuckles. I like them. I like the bare knuckle fights. 
um, they're, they're some of my favorite fights to watch. But again, a lot of the fights on this card were fun size. There was a lot of fun size fights on the card and it's just not as, it's just not as appealing. It's not as appealing, you know, um, just speaking, not speaking as a fighter myself, but speaking as a, oh, there you go. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> See, you guys know, you guys know. I want to put that back up because, oh, never mind. I lost it. Oh, wait. I didn't lose it. I'm going to do it again and put it back up again. <laughs> right? Do you, am, I, am I wrong? Do you guys see it? Do you guys see it now that I say it? I got to put it up. I got to put it up. There we go. There we go. Right there. Right there. Do you guys see it? Is it just me? He looks like a he looks like a jacked Ryan Gosling. Um. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, right, man. So I don't know, man. I see it. I see it. I don't know if you guys see it, but I see it. I can't unsee it now that I've seen it. But he looks like a, a jacked, rough Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling could actually kick your ass. But I enjoy. I enjoy the bare knuckle fights. A lot of the fights were fun sized, and I think you need a, a you know, if you're a little guy, you've got to you got to step it up to another level of performance. I think. Just saying. Oh, oh. I'm going to block you. Brandon Hunter saying, I don't see it. You don't see it? I see it. I can't see it. Can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Going in dry saying, maybe? Okay. It might just be me. All right. Three people saying, it might just be me. I don't know. But then we get into UFC. Get into the UFC event. The UFC event, again, some of these things, some of these events, you know, they're, they're just really not putting many good fights together these days. I don't think they are. They already have their deals with ESPN and whatever. So as long as they put on a show, they're guaranteed their money. They're guaranteed their money. And... uh so they don't, it's make it's McDonald's version of fighting. Now it used to be, you know, when they only had six shows a year, like that was a stacked card. You couldn't wait to see every fight on that card from the very first card to the last. You knew everybody's name. Now you have just like guys who, who never, ever, ever would have made it into a UFC, you know, 10 years ago, they never would have touched a UFC canvas, but now they're fighting three times a year. It, it's insanity, but it's just kind of, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, the deal is. <clears throat> Let's go through these fights here, though. The prelims. I didn't catch a lot of the prelims, and there weren't even that many that I was that excited about. Um, the Pollyanna-Vianna fight was was cool 
Um, it was fast. I, I don't know if uh, the Frey, if Frey got caught and got froze, but she kind of, for a second, looked like a deer in headlights. Was completely overwhelmed. I don't know her story or where she came from. She was 11 and 7 going into that fight. It's not a very good record for a UFC fighter. Uh, but uh, Vienna did the job, put her away, knocked her out. 47 seconds was good. Be interesting to see her again, see if she can keep up that level of performance. Uh, I did think Bautista looked great. He had the the upside down triangle arm bar, I think. Was he the one that did that? That was, was pretty good. Maverick had the decision win over Young. Um, there's always a bunch of fights get canceled, it seems like, leading up to these cards. Dawson subbed uh, Madsen, third round. The big uh, fight, one of the big fights I was excited to watch was Tagir Alenbakov. He trains at AKA, tough guy, quiet guy. I don't know if I've heard him speak two words in the, the years and years that could be, even those guys have come in to train. He just shows up, does hard work. He's got those long, gangly arms. And if he's able to attack that neck quickly, like you're in trouble, man, because he, he can get that angle and put that arm up so you can't touch that elbow. You can't fight the wrists. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous, dangerous uh, man with that guillotine choke. It's nasty. So Tagir will be uh, rising up. He lost his last fight. It'll be interesting to see what comes next. Um, Yelan beat Minor, knocked him out a minute seven. And then a big fight that I was looking forward to, and this really irritates me. Um, but Magni. Good old Neil Magni. Neil Magni has put himself at the top of the uh, wins column for UFC welterweights. He's got 20 wins. GSP had 19. Magny's been fighting for 10 years in the UFC, and they completely ignore this guy. The level of disrespect, I believe, that they give to Neil Magny is, is kind of gross. He's really good. He performs well. Um, he's got big wins over some guys. Like he's, he's been competing for a long time. He's been winning for a long time. He got submitted by, um, Rachmanov, who's the, uh, undefeated guy from Kazakhstan. That guy's a stud, super stud. Um, but Neil Mag Neil Magny like gets things done. He's got a win over Joff Neal. Lost to Chessia. Decision to Chessia. Um, he beat Lawler. Rocco Martin. He beat uh, Jingling. He beat uh, Santiago. Ponzi Nibilo. Nibio. Okay, Pan, Sorry, get that right. 
um craig wright i mean he's been fighting 2013 he's been fighting a long time he's got a win over uh carlos condit he lost uh desanos i mean he's been up there and competing at a high level and i don't know why why wasn't he why wasn't he the, the uh, uh headliner why wasn't he the headliner why is he less of a draw you know, why is he less of a draw than the Rodrigo's Lemos? I don't I don't understand that at all. I don't know anything about Lemos and Rodriguez. Are you guys really forking out money to watch that main event, to watch Lemos and Rodriguez? Is that the fight you guys want to see? Is that the fight you're like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to throw, throw my money at these guys so I can see that fight. I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. That's an undercard fight. That's an undercard fight. And you've got Neil Magny, who's been doing work for 10 years. You're not going to let him headline that card? 27-10-0. Pretty good. Pretty good record. Been fighting in the UFC a long time. It's a lot of fight with a lot of fights with top guys. I feel like he should be headlining more cards and he should be fighting more top 10 guys. But they've they've wedged him into a position of gatekeeper, and I don't think it's good. Is it because? Well, we know it is. It's because he doesn't have as big of a of a following on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and whatever the crap, right? He's not. He doesn't have. He doesn't move the needle in that sense for him enough, so they don't give him the push. Um, I'm reading the comments here. Brandon T is, uh, Brian T is saying Neil Magny has 54,000 followers on IG. Yeah. So like. If he had 100 or 200 or half a million, maybe he'd get more of those prime times, whatever. He doesn't talk enough smack. He's not controversial enough. He's what? Because, like, he fights hard. He pushes the pace. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of action in his fights. Like, he's a cardio guy. He pushes that pace, and he finishes fights. He finishes fights often. So, like, it doesn't make sense to me in a sporting sense, but entertainment, it's all entertainment. And he doesn't have enough followers so here here's a good comparison brian t says sean o'malley has 2.7 million followers so is that really what this has come down to is popularity contest now oh man it sucks it's really because this really this kind of stuff sucks for guys like neil magny you know he doesn't want to play their game or he's not good at playing their game He's not enough of a criminal. Maybe he needs to rape somebody and have them cover up their rape, his rapes, like they do for Connor. <laughs> you know, like what? What's the deal?
Yeah, big big respect for Magny. <clears throat> He's family saying big respect for Magny. He's a tough, tough guy. If I see his name on the card, I'm interested in watching the card. But like he doesn't he doesn't play the out of the cage antics and BS that I guess I guess those people want. I guess the suits from the UFC, that's what they really want, you know. It's gross to me. Tofer is saying Jeff Neal's ranked in the top 10 now, so Magny's still got a good win recently. He's tough. Like, you're telling me Neil Magny loses to George Masvidal? Really? I don't know. I'd like to see him fight Colby. Has he ever fought Colby? Is that a fight that's happened? I don't have the greatest of memories. Like, I, I don't know, man. He seems like he should give him bigger fights. Give him a bigger name. Let him headline the card. No, none of this co-main event crap. Disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful. Topher, bring in the heat. It's a jobber. It's a promoter's job to promote fights. If you have a fighter who's not a big draw, figure out a way to promote him. All the UFC does is say, do stuff to promote yourself, and the UFC takes credit. Exactly. UFC forces the fighters to promote themselves and then uses the fighters to promote their brand. It's gross. It's completely backwards. It's 100% backwards, man. It's 100% backwards. Absolutely ridiculous. Eh, I don't know. Going and dry says, yeah, they want what they want, but at the end of the day, it's a job, and you want to go home and let it be. Mm. I think I know what you're saying there, but I don't know. I mean, it's not a job like you're an employee, though. You don't have a boss. You're the boss. They're there to work for you. The promoter is supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. The promotion works for the fighter. If the promoter doesn't do a good job of promoting the fighter, the fighter should be allowed to get rid of the promoter and find a new one. It's a service provider. The, the fight promotion is a service provider, just like your cell phone company. If your cell phone company does a shitty job, <laughs> like, oh, you don't have enough Instagram followers, so we're not going to give you as good reception. Right, you have you have a right to get rid of your cell phone and get a new one. Right, so that's not allowed in MMA though. They they treat them like employees, but they're not with none of the none of the benefits. And no, they don't want to be employees either. We can get into some of that stuff too later. Yeah, me and Mike are cool. Hayes family saying I see Mike Pierce follows you on Twitter. What an absolute brawl you guys had. One of my favorite fights of yours, John. It was a great fight. It was a great fight. And it was, I think, I think I went back and counted it. It was like 13 minutes of stand-up. It was about 13 minutes of stand-up. And then I got so much heat for that. They're like, oh, you're lame, bro. You're lame, bro. I was like, bro, that was 13 minutes of stand-up. You didn't even watch the fight. You just listened to some shit Dana White said and then repeated it. 
it was it was wild dude that was a trip that, that really blew me away it blew me away when i kind of heard that i was like man these guys are just not smart all they do is they don't even watch the fights they just listen to something dana said and they run with that and like that's all they needed to that's all they needed to hear they didn't need to actually watch the fight they just need to hear what dana said and then they just repeated that it's interesting man i like got cut vertically in my eye early so like i, I kind of um we grappled early for a second in the cage because i wanted to make sure my cut wasn't too bad but then it was like 13 minutes of stand-up, man. 12, 13 minutes. Like crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yep, Brian, you got it. Brian T saying it's never okay for an employer to exploit an employee. Stolen labor, man. <clears throat> That's what it's about for me. Stolen labor is stolen labor. Stolen labor is just slavery. Stolen labor. You're stealing somebody's work. You're stealing money off of their work. It's not good. I don't like it. I mean, yeah, you fight to get paid. Uh, going in dry says, I meant you are you fight to get paid, and outside of the fighting, he should be doing all the promoting. But why why are you paying a promoter? Basically, that's what you're doing, is you're you're giving this person the opportunity to make money off of your fight. So in a sense, you're paying the promoter to promote you, but they're not doing their job. I mean, it's in the name, promoter. If you're a fighter and you win fights, and nobody knows who you are, your promoter sucks. They suck at what they do. If they don't know how to tell a story, they don't know how to tell your story to get eyeballs on you, they suck. They suck at their job. Oh, you gotta promote yourself. I understand that because of the circumstances we're in. Do boxers have to promote themselves or do the promoters take that care of that for them? Pretty sure the promoters do that stuff. And if the promoters don't do a good job, those fighters go somewhere else or they can promote themselves. I'll take this. Yep. Uh, James Y is saying, fighting is about fighting, not some silly social media account. Let the fight speak for themselves, not how many followers you have, 100%. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I could see this. I could see this. This makes sense, Spidey. Spidey Sense says, I don't necessarily disagree with you, John, but I will say that Magny's record is a bit up and down. He may be a victim of staying busy, maybe took some losses he shouldn't have. Yeah, I can see that. I can I can see that. But it seems like the guys he's lost to seem like they're, they're good fighters, you know? So you could, you could kind of say he's a victim of not winning the fights he needed to win. Yes, uh, I am here. It says, uh, John, when you retired at the press conference, you were talking about your ideas for a future. And I remember you talking about wanting to connect the dots in the area of socials for fighters. Yeah, I, I, I thought it would be a good idea. Um, there is a huge opportunity. There's a huge window missed by a lot of guys uh, by not doing more with the social media. But I started a company 
my partner ended up bailing early on me. I don't have the money to kind of do the things that I wanted to do. And I sh- I've been struggling. I- I'm not doing a great job. I'm still trying to figure out this stuff. I guess I'm not that good at it. <laughs> I'm just not that good at it. You know, we got, we got 18 guys watching right now and uh, 17 thumbs ups. All right. That's good on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not, I'm not good at this yet. And I think at some point, if I can figure out how to be good at this, when I've got a thousand people, if I got, I got 6,000 people watching my live stream, then I, I've figured something out on social media. <laughs> but there's a lot of issues with censorship. And I'm not willing to shut my mouth for money. I'm just not. I had a conversation with somebody who's, I'm not going to name names, but somebody who's high profile the other day, and they mentioned that they got into trouble for tweets by a big company with a mouse. (laughs) And um, I'm not going to live that life. I'm not going to be restricted on what I say ever. I think that's stupid. People need to get stronger. People need to be less weak. I don't, I don't believe in, in censoring yourself. You know, you're not saying horrible things, but you're just saying truths that people don't like. It's just, I don't agree with it. I've been censored on <laughs> uh, Instagram. I've been restricted. I've lost a few hundred, almost a thousand followers on Instagram because I posted memes they didn't like. Jokes. I told jokes. I told jokes in meme form. So I got punished and nobody's allowed to see my Instagram anymore. And they don't put me in the discovery page. They don't let people share my, my, uh, my stories. I don't let them share my post. If you try to follow me, they'll send you a warning sign that says, Hey, you sure you want to follow this account? It regularly spreads false information. And there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with social media than you would think. And I just, I'm, I don't want to play that fake game. I just, it's, it's such a turnoff to me. It's like, oh, well, you can, you can have, find success doing these things, but you have to play this game by these rules and the rules are ridiculous. I'm not doing it. I'll find a new game or I'll, I'll do it my own way. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll do it my own way. I don't care. But yeah, there's still a huge, um, there's still a huge market there. There's still huge possibilities for people to get involved and make money off of that. But I just, I never thought that, I never thought that fighters would be such pussies. I'll say it. I really never thought fighters would be such pussies. I never thought fighters would be so okay with, 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 with being exploited. Oh, it's just the way it is. And when really, no, if, people stood up things would change very quickly they could change very very quickly but there's just this slave mentality where they just keep doing things the same way and though this is just the way it's done and i i don't get it i don't understand it it's just not the way i am it's the way i've never i've never been that way yeah Yep. Hayes says, uh, Hayes family says, brutal knees, you landed on him. Thanks for commenting on the fight, John. Thank you. 
I landed a big one into the body. That was huge. And then I kicked him in the head too. But that dude's got a cinder block. He's got a cinder block for a head. <laughs> it didn't phase him. I landed a monster uppercut. I got a picture of it. It was pretty awesome. They put on a put in the uh, one of the player cards. Kicked him in the head through crazy knees. But guys, like I got nothing but hate for that fight. I got nothing but hate from the UFC. I got nothing but hate from the fans. I got nobody. Nobody said, mm, "Great job, that was a great fight." Like, you're one of the rare ones that actually has said that was a good fight. It's crazy, all because they just wanted to say whatever Dana said. Oh, I agree with Dana. I agree with Dana. I don't. I don't think that is true at all. Topher. Topher is saying, "Look what one championship was able to do with Demetrius Johnson. The UFC had zero idea what to do with him. One made DJ relative superstar. The UFC suppressed. I'll say it. UFC suppressed Demetrius Johnson. They suppressed him. They never tried to build him. They never put him on a card. If they would have treated him like Ronda Rousey, if they would have given the 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 cheer and the all the hoopla, if they would have put him on." A fight card with two other title fights on it. If they would have loaded the card and stacked the deck in his favor, like they did with Ronda, he would be huge. He would be absolutely huge. But the problem with him is he's too dominant. He's too dominant, and he doesn't represent a market that they want to get into. He wasn't a Brazilian that was going to get them into the Brazilian market. He wasn't a Frenchman who's going to get them into the French market, right? They didn't need him. They didn't need him, and his success was only a threat to them. Because they were going to have to bow down to his greatness. They were, going to have to, they were going to have to negotiate and give him good big money. Instead, they put him in the corner. They don't promote him. They say he's terrible. They steal his sponsors. right? Because he was sponsored by Xbox by himself. He had a separate sponsorship through Xbox. They stole it. They, they sat down with Xbox. was like, wait a minute. Why are you giving this guy money? You can give us the money and you get all the fighters. We'll put you in the, in the cage. We'll put your logo on the cage. Just you leave him and come to us. They stole his sponsor. Straight up stole, stole him. Like the stuff that they did to him, like it's hard for me to believe that. I can't believe Demetrius Johnson didn't jump on board and, and reach out to the MMA, MMA FA Fighters Association, right? And and help us because they, they robbed him of millions and millions of dollars. Absolutely robbed him of millions of dollars. <sighs> dirty pool, dirty pool, man. Yeah, and this is garbage. Spidey sense. This isn't a career. It's an opportunity. Sustainable. Like bull crap. Bull. There's no opportunity in sport. You earn your place. You earn your place in sport. You're not given an opportunity. That's 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 production. That's movie and television. You're given the opportunity to play a role in in production. That's not that's not anything to do with sport. You think Tom Brady was given an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl? Or do you think he won it? Do you think he earned it? Oh, he was given such an opportunity to play in the NFL. No. He worked his ass off. He beat out a shitload of other guys, and he earned it. He earned his place. It had nothing to do with opportunity. It's such a scam. It turns my stomach when I hear fighters talking like that, man. Absolutely turns my stomach. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Such a weak position. It's impossible 
Brian T. Brian T. saying Bellator needs to become the real competitor to the UFC. The UFC would be forced to pay fighters more. No, they have no interest in competing with the UFC at all. They're fine with where they are. They get they get uh, the money they need to do what they want. They're not trying to compete. They have their little niche market. They know the market's locked up because it's hard for anybody else to get into the market. They've, they've got their place. They've got their place. They're not trying to compete. The next two, right? You have UFC's number one in the in the business. The next two fight fight uh, promotions combined make like one tenth combined to make like one tenth of the profits that the UFC does. It's not even close. They're not competing. They're not even trying to compete. They're not trying to compete at all. It's gross. Like nobody is trying to compete with the UFC. <clears throat> James Y is asking, uh, I should know this, but were you ranked pound for pound? I'm sure you were. At one point, yes, I was ranked fifth. I was ranked fifth pound for pound fighter. At the highest peak of my career, by independent rankings, I was ranked fifth pound for pound. Yeah, snowflakes and people who don't like the truth. Yes, I hear you, Danny Arnold says, I detest the big mouse and everything he stands for now. The creator's turning in his grave, I bet you too. Yep, shadow bans are real. Shadow bans are real if you're unwilling to play ball and not politically correct. All right, so I'm going to see if I can find this. There's one thing I want to share with you guys. Um, let's see if I can find it here real quick. It's a quick excerpt from uh, the Paul brothers doing a little dealio thing. I'm going to share the screen with you guys, and then we can talk about this some, because they've been talking about this stuff a lot, and they don't know what they're talking about. They might mean well, but I don't think they know what they're talking about. Are we on here? All right. We're going to play this and see what it is, make sure the sound and everything's up on this. Take a while. I hope you know because you're not going to be able to get people who are assigned to the UFC. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yes, I will. When the news came out about Turner's up here, Anderson's, uh, you know, saying that he got knocked out or whatever, and the fight was in jeopardy, and all this press came out, the pre buys tanked. No way. All the way down. I, I didn't think that would actually have any effect. It, I thought the fight it, was over. Yeah. No way. You thought it was canceled. The, the general, I all my friends. You have to think the general. Yeah, the general public sees that and is like, oh, it's not happening. Tommy pulled out. Hasim pulled out. Oh, Jake okay. fucking Paul can't get an event together. This is done. It uh, killed ticket sales. Who's kind of still selling tickets? Giving excuses for why their uh, pay per view didn't really do that well. It did okay, but it was under three hundred thousand views. Phoenix showed up. Yeah, but it's positive. still like fucking annoying. He went check. He went check, and I went checkmate. 
<laughs> but it's going to take a while. I hope you know, because you're not going to be able to get people who are assigned to the UFC. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yes, I will. I don't think you're going yes, to. Yes, I will. They're all going to have to join the union yes. at once. Yes, and we're going to raise $50 million. And the fighters who are fighting check to check, we will fund them so that they don't have to be obedient to the UFC. We will fund their salaries or their career earnings. You are in the meantime, wild, brother. We will fund their... They're coming for his neck, his whole organization. And we all can see. So these guys have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> it sounds nice. It sounds good. We're going to fund them. They're not employees. Okay, they have no leverage. It does not matter if you if you have this much money. You can you could raise five hundred million dollars. It won't matter. They still have no leverage. Okay, they are independent contractors. As independent contractors, they sign a promotional agreement. Okay, they'll sign a. Uh, let's just we'll make it up some of this stuff. We're going to sign a a a, a five fight deal. Um right five fight deal and and you know uh, or eight fights in 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 five years you know uh, there's a there's a sunset clause that says after five years uh their term their contract goes terminated is terminated um but it starts at the first fight so you sign the promotional agreement okay all right so nothing happens until you get a bout agreement the, the contract doesn't even start until you get a bout agreement once you have the bout agreement, you sign the bout agreement. You're, you're specifically saying, I signed this contract saying, I will fight this person on this day for this much money. Okay. Your sunset clause doesn't start until the fight happens. If you sign that bout agreement and you pull out and you, and you don't get a fight, like, cause you're going to strike. Well, your fights don't start. Your sunset clause doesn't kick in yet because you didn't fight yet. Also, if you sign a bout agreement, you're signing a contract saying, I will fight on this day at this time versus this person. If you pull out and say, I'm striking because you didn't give us what we wanted in our collective bargaining agreement, you get sued. You get sued. You broke your contract. You broke your deal. You, you can't do that. You're, you can't do that. And on top of that, if they create a union within the UFC, if you lose a fight under your promotional agreement, you're allowed to be fired. That's all it takes is one loss. You get one loss, right? I was 14-3-1 uh, in the UFC. I was ranked number nine. I lost one fight, a, a slow decision to Damian Maya, and that was enough to cut me. Like, all you need to do is lose. So all they have to do is anybody who isn't towing the line and saying what they want and asking for the things that they want and they approve – they just got to give them the worst fight possible. Give them the worst matchup possible. Put them on the undercard. Give them the worst flight, worst hotel room. The worst times to do is interviews. Sick Asada, USADA on them and have them tested like, they, like they're doing with what's his name, where they test them like 40 times in a month or some shit. They test them like every day of the month pretty much. The guy who's fighting Glover coming up. And... They can just make it miserable for you to win. And then you you lose that fight, and now you're fired. You think you think the other fighters are going to have the balls to stand up and do the right thing? Or are they going to think like, oh, man, that could happen to me. The same thing could happen to me. Which one do you think is going to happen? They have zero leverage. Fighters have zero leverage. Without the Aliak, without the lawsuit, there is no leverage. 
you cannot do shit with this union. It doesn't matter if you have $50 million. It doesn't matter if you have 100, 200, 500 million dollars. Does not matter. Either Jake Paul is doing all this just for clout or or he's not smart enough to understand how things work. And he's too proud to reach out across the table and actually talk to people who've been in the mix and know what the frick's going on. Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association has been dealing with this type of crap for more than a decade. We've got more done than anybody else has. Nobody's come close to doing as much as we have as far as moving the sport forward. The only reason Francis Naganu is able to do what he's doing right now is because the sunset clause that is there because of us is because of the fighters who filed the class action lawsuit. The uh, Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association exists. We have an organizing, organizing committee. But guys are scared. They're terrified to sign up and be a part of it. And then they start talking about health care. If you have free agency and you're making market value, you don't need health care that's provided by somebody else. You can afford your own. You can afford your own. Now, of course, that is a goal for a fighters association to have, to be able to have some form of, of uh, health insurance, to have some type of uh, you know post-career plans and stuff like that. Boxing has a pension. Boxing has a pension in California. It has never been used. It's never been used. You know why? Because the guys who make enough money to pay into the pension don't need it. The guys who don't make enough money to pay into the pension, they quit early and go do something else, and they don't need it. I'm sorry. Association is, is needed, but the idea that a union this, union is that, they don't know what they're talking about. And then the purpose of the association is to create standards across the board throughout the entire industry. And the way to do that is to have the Ali Act enacted so we have a backstop. We have a legal baseline. So we know if promoters break the rules for that legal baseline, the association can sue them, can take legal action against them. That's where boxers have failed. That's why there's a struggle and there's a lot of messes in boxing right now is because they don't have an association. They don't have somebody to enforce the Ali Act. Now, boxing, people say it's dead but it's increased in revenue ever since the Ali Act. It hasn't slowed down. It's only increased. It has more revenue now than it did in 2020, adjusted for inflation. Let me see if I have uh, some kind of numbers here. I think I have something, right? I gotta look for my message from John Nash because John Nash is the guy who's spent the time looking at the numbers. Where is he at? Okay. Um, so first, let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. All right. I'm going to show you. And, oh, boxing's dead. This is why MMA is better. Okay. Then why? Why is this? Here you go. There's the payouts. Right? This is boxing in red, MMA in blue. Boxing makes more money at every level. At every level, except that one little level right here, right in here, okay? 
this this area right here is is that low level of UFC that gets thrown off. It gets thrown off right here because of the 10 and 10. 10 and 10. Because you have guys who are who are 1 and 0, <laughs> you know, 2 and 0, 5 and 0, making 10 and 10. That doesn't happen in boxing because you need to make, you have to win a bunch of times before you start getting paid something. You have to earn your place. UFC pays that 10 and 10 because it throws people off their scent. And look at how much they're stealing from the top end. They're stealing ridiculous amounts of money from the guys at the top. Okay. Um, on top of that, let, let's look at uh, revenue. Okay. Boxing saw total gross revenues of $240 million in 1998. That's two years before the Ali Act took effect. Um, and that's about $435 million today. So boxing was making about $435 million gross revenue. That's all the events, all the boxing, everything in totality was $435 million. So it's sponsors, show, whatever. Um, you know, when they, when they, uh, the, the location fees, whatever, all that stuff, um, they grossed that much boxing grossed that much in pay-per-view alone last year, just in pay-per-view boxing did that. So boxing is making way more money. Um, HBO and Showtime boxing budgets were about 120 million combined back then, or 220 million today, the combined budgets for the zone. ESPN and Showtime together are much higher today. So boxing's making more money than it ever has before. How is it dying? How does that constitute death? They're doing better than they ever have before financially. And we can't even look at what the viewership is. The viewership is behind so many different walls, HBO, Showtime, DAZN, ESPN, all these different things that, that we can't get accurate readings of, of, of uh, viewership. So we're not really sure of how many people are watching, but they're making way more money. Boxing's making more money, right? Boxers make more money on every level. Boxing is making more money than it ever has. It's more successful than it was than before the Ali Act. The Ali Act has made it possible for boxing to make more money than it ever has. How's it dead? Please explain this to me. That's such a stupid comment. I know that you have never done any research. You have not talked to anybody that has any idea what they're talking about. If you say that, this is something that um, John Nash has tweeted that I like a lot. He says, boxing is dying like Major League Baseball, right? Major League Baseball is dying. He says it's less popular with the, gener with the general public excuse me, it's less popular with the general public than it was in its heyday when it was one of three major sports and few rivals for attention. But like baseball, the business keeps seeing revenues increase above inflation. Barring pandemics, that was in the quotes. Sorry, anybody telling you that boxing is not good, boxing's dead, they're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the facts, you're wrong. Just because it's your opinion, because you have feelings about it, doesn't make it true. 
You're wrong. Sorry, dummy. You're stupid. You're a stupid person. You can't count. You don't know math, <laughs> right? You don't make that much more money and still say something's dead. Dumb. It's absolutely dead. Yep. Topher's correct here. Topher says boxing's dead because Uncle Dana and Joe Rogan say so. Where's your proof? Well, we never see any of the best bullshit. We never see the best fight. We saw Tyson Fury and 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 uh, the big tall guy fight. We saw Joshua and what's his name fight. We saw great. We've been seeing great fights. There was a, a fight that fell apart recently. The Earl Spence and whatever fell apart. It fell apart because one of the guys wanted more money. He didn't like the deal they offered him. Oh my God, what a what a monster. What a monster. He wanted to he didn't want to risk his life and brain cells for less money than he wanted. Oh, oh, what a horrible person. Boxing's dead. I don't know, man. It's like fight fans want slaves. You really want slaves. You just want slaves to go out and do my bidding. Do my bidding. Go fight him for no money. Get brain damage. And then I'll throw you away in a home and never care about you ever again. Pathetic. You people are pathetic. It's gross. It's gross. I'm grossed out. <sighs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching my rants. Thanks for watching my rants. But I hope it changes something someday. Cheers to my... John Fish knows nothing, homies. I appreciate you guys stopping in. Listen to me yell. Yep. <clears throat> um, Brian T saying, I didn't realize Bellator was that lame. Yeah, they don't they don't make any money, man. They don't make any money. One FC doesn't really make any money. That's one of the things I we talked about on the show a number of times is some of these promoters. Don't make money through viewership. It's not viewership. They don't care about viewership. It's not eyeballs on the screen that makes their money. Um, some of them may be laundering money. They may be laundering money for criminal organizations. That's a real possibility. Uh, two, um, they're just scamming investors. That's another big possibility. That they, they create this organization. They create this thing that looks all fluffy and nice. And they can wine and dine and bring people in and put them in box seats and Oh, look at this and meet the fighters. And this is so great. Oh, all we need is another couple million dollars and we'll, we'll be beating the UFC and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that's that they just keep getting suckers. They keep getting new suckers. Another guy, another group of people, uh, contributes an, another sum of money and they make money. They make their pay. They get paid. They line their pockets. They pay the fighters the bare minimum they have to in order to employ them for the fights, in order to, to sign them for the fights and the deals. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but they're definitely not trying to compete. They're not at all. Not much different than ancient Rome. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. Oh, all right, guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. Check out my programs. Check out the links below. All right. Learn to fight. I got another learn to fight coming up on the YouTubes tomorrow. It's already on Rockfins. If you haven't made an uh, account on Rockfin, I suggest you do it. There's a lot of great people on there. A lot of great uh, content. 
you can see mine a lot of stuff you can watch for free stuff you can pay for with the premium stuff also it's great make sure you go to johnfish.net sign up for the newsletter go to johnfish smash on instagram and follow me because <laughs> i'm a dangerous man i'm a dangerous man there they'll warn you about my dangerous account because they don't want people following <laughs> comedy <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. And then um, I hope you guys are enjoying. I made my first uh, appearance of the Fitch Pill. Fitch Pilled is going to be on Thursdays. I'm working on editing uh, another one right now. It's going to be about the 80-20 rule and how a lot of people have gotten it wrong. and They don't really understand the 80-20 rule, uh, rule in dating. 80-20 rule in dating. It's not what a lot of people claim it is. So um, watch that. Find some truth. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I'll check you out later.